0: The biggest adventure you can take is to live the life of your dreams. Oprah Winfrey. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to Curly Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Joanne, and today we're talking about how I found the confidence to basically admit to myself that I was not living the life of my dreams, I was living the life of my mom's dreams, and I put parents because I feel like it's more... Inclusive, I guess, but really my mom's. Um, I will say it was kind of my dad's, but my dad has not been in my life for the past four years, three years, almost four years, and was barely involved for almost eight. So, yeah, mostly my mom. And I love my mom, I don't think that she meant any harm in this. And in fact, I think it was her wanting. What she couldn't have or felt like I needed in order to have a better life than she thought that she had. So I know that the intentions were there and she was doing the best that she could with the situation that she was given and it was still traumatic. So both can exist and they both do exist. So never discount your emotions and also hold space in the idea that other people aren't out to get you or malicious or horrible people. But we're just all human and we're just trying to figure out the best life for ourselves and sometimes we make mistakes. And it was a life lesson that I needed to learn anyway, so maybe that's why I chose her to be my mother. Who knows? But all I know is now that... I admit to myself I did the hard part and now I get to try to actually do what I want to do, which is scarier in some ways because now I need to go against limiting beliefs and society's expectations, but one step at a time, people. One step at a time. I'm going to keep this intro super short because it is late and I'm trying to go to sleep and let's just get started. So the story begins with childhood. So I was that kid that kind of knew what she wanted from a very young age. I had big dreams, I was multi-passionate, and I was also that person because when I was little too I would always say that I wanted to be everything just because I loved everything and everything just fascinated me so much. But I always had a couple things that were definitely reoccurring that I just truly was super in love with and that I just love the idea with and my biggest passions when I was younger were definitely acting, singing, and fashion and I loved fashion like my favorite shows and movies were the ones where it was like a small town girl moving to New York City and like she was always in love with fashion and then she ends up like building a fashion empire or becoming super well known in the fashion industry and I just loved the idea of building myself up like starting from the bottom and then becoming like the top fashion Person, ever. It's so Capricorn rising on me, I know, but I just love that. I just love that idea of like being at the bottom and like moving your way up and slowly building all of that expertise and the knowledge and everything. And For the longest time, I thought I wanted to be, like, a fashion designer or a fashion stylist, but all I knew at that age was that I wanted to be, like, a star. Like, I wanted to be well-known. I kind of wanted to be famous, and, like, the biggest purpose for that was because I wanted to change the world. I wanted my voice to be heard. I wanted to make an impression on other people. I wanted to impact the world in a way where celebrities have, where stars have, where people who are well-known have. They have so much influence in the lives of everybody and in the world and in the universe. And I just felt like if I could put myself in that position, then I could change the world for the better. I could help kids. I could help with poverty. Like I had just definitely a very big idea of wanting to help other people. And that was like the main reason why I wanted to be well-known and to be at the top and to have an influence. And movies and shows definitely shaped how I thought about my future and my jobs. And So did my parents. So I am definitely like someone who gets into hobbies all the time. Like I get super interested in something and then like as soon as I become like slightly better than average, I just drop it. Like I have no more interest in it. I'm kind of just like over it. I want to do something else. And my mom was very helpful with me when I was younger cuz when I was interested in playing a guitar, they got me a guitar and I was taking guitar lessons. And when I was interested in fashion, she was helping me learn how to sew and like all these different things. Like she bought me a sewing machine and like when I was interested in painting, she would bought me like paints and like I was just always into different things like I can never stay focused on one hobby. The only thing that I ended up keeping throughout my life was sports and that was soccer. That was the only sport that I stayed with from when I was young because I was in so many different sports growing up and I feel very blessed that like my mother was able to provide for me in that way and she was going with my creativity even though it would flow. But the one interest that I had that wasn't necessarily nourished like all my others was being an actor and it was like yeah you can do it you can do anything but when I expressed interest for it it was just like you can do it like there wasn't like help or like a lot of support that I would get with other things and obviously I didn't think about it then but like subconsciously that was probably teaching me that oh being an actor isn't As good because my family isn't responding in a way that they respond with the other interests that I have. Especially because when I expressed interest for being a lawyer, it was OMG you're gonna be the best lawyer here at the top law schools and telling everyone I wanted to be a lawyer and helping me get a college and teaching me all the different things and it was just very obvious that it was like a better decision and the reactions obviously shaped what I wanted because I wanted to make my mother happy. I wanted to impress her. I wanted to get her approval. I wanted to be good for her. I wanted to be like the daughter that she wanted me to be and so then I kind of started wanting to be a lawyer from like around eight years old and seven, eight years old and a Part of the, a big reason why I wanted to be a lawyer too was because of the movie Legally Blonde and... She, Elle Woods, has shaped me in so many different ways. Like, I will always be that short pink girl in a room full of people in black business suits because I don't give a shit. I'm gonna stand out in my way and express myself in the way I want to, even if I'm standing out and I'm the only one there because I don't care. But anyways, since around elementary to, like, middle school, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. But deep down, I knew that it wasn't what I wanted. But I wanted it because I knew that it would make my mom proud of me and I grew up in a very you get praise if you do perfect type of thing. Um, If you don't do perfect where it's like oh here's what you did wrong and this is why you sucked like this is why you need to do better next time this is what you need to do and I think that that's actually very helpful in order to do better like I think it's very helpful to look at your mistakes that you made and be able to build upon that so that way you can do better the next time. But it was just the way that it came across showed me that in order to be worthy or in order to be enough, I needed to be perfect at everything and I can't make a single mistake. And that is still something I'm definitely dealing with perfectionism. It's very hard and sometimes it does lead to procrastination, especially with this podcast, but I'm trying to get better at it. And just even with just the motivation and the willingness to want to do it. So in high school, I realized more and more that being a lawyer was not what I wanted. And I loved and still love certain aspects of law and politics. I love the fast pace, the hustle and bustle, the organization, the ability to change and impact people's lives. I love it. Like, I love law. Like, I love learning about law. I even did um, ALA Girl State and I was one of the lawyers in the moot court thing and I loved it. I sat in my room, in the dorm room, researching all the laws so that way I can give my case and, like, create a great case And I ended up winning that case when in the beginning I wasn't supposed to win. So the fact that I, it was just such, like, I loved it. Like, I remember leaving that and just being like, oh my gosh, like, I love this so much. I love the fact that, like, I can debate and I can, like, create and I can just pull shit out of my ass. Like, it was everything I could have ever hoped for. And... Also in high school, my goals and the things that I loved the most were to travel the world and to help people. And that kind of became, like, my motto and my theme for my life, and that's still my motto and my theme, to travel in the world and to help people. Like, that is what I want to do with my life. And so, sophomore year in high school, I discovered from a Spanish teacher what international relations is, and it is a major, and... She briefly said it real quick because when she was talking about her daughter, they're like, oh, I was so surprised when my daughter didn't end up doing international relations. And I remember this exactly like I can picture the room. I can picture her saying it. I remember her entire sentence, the way she said it, like every single thing. And I remember quickly opening my planner to write down international relations because it just sounded like so beautiful to me. Like, it was like, it just sounded so perfect. And that night, I ended up going on my laptop and I just was researching the heck out of what international relations is. How much do and people get paid? What jobs can you do with international relations? What do you learn with international relations? And that's what I learned about diplomats and ambassadors. And that is when my theme for my life of becoming a diplomat happened. I was, what, 13 years old and... I wanted to be a diplomat, and so that's what led me for the rest of my life. And so this led me on a journey to discovering the best schools for international relations, and the rest of high school was just trying to get into the thing, and I was trying to do everything I could to get into college. But because it wasn't really what I wanted to do, I was also self-sabotaging myself a lot because I would never do homework. I had the worst GPA in high school and whenever I tell people, people act so surprised because I definitely act like I have my shit together. And to be honest, I just absolutely hate homework. Any class that gives so much homework, I cannot do it. Like, I end up failing the class. Like, literally in the AP Gov, this is like a tangent, but I always talk about it because it like kind of pisses me off a little bit. But in my APUSH class, which is AP US History, um, I got a D and an F in that class, and then I took the AP test, and I actually passed the fucking AP test. Granted, it was a 3, but, like, what the fuck, like... And then I heard that some schools will actually, like, raise your grade for the grade that you got on the AP test, so then I was, like, kind of pissed that I learned that afterwards because I could have, like so advocated that for me but whatever besides the point all my point is that if a class gives homework I will fail I'm a lot better at just like listening to the teacher taking notes and then just studying for the test and then I get straight A's like literally that's what I do in college and it helps so much but anyways I digress back to my story before college I knew that I didn't want to do it like deep down and so the summer before college I was honest to myself and I was like I really don't want to do IR like I want to pursue fashion I want to pursue fashion as a major, so I told my mom this and I like remember this clear as day because it was like very traumatic to me and I'm laughing about it because I can laugh about it now. You know, like I was young, I was 17 and I told my mom, I was like, I want to do fashion as a major. I don't think I want to do IR anymore. I was like so excited to tell her. And She ended up yelling at me and getting really mad at me and like kind of blaming it on my then boyfriend at the time because she really hated him and was like saying like he's changing me and this is why I don't want you dating him and like you're acting all stupid and you're not following your dreams all because of him and it just cut me to my core because at that moment I was finally being honest with myself and I was being honest with my mom who I crave so much like appreciation and who I crave so much like support, like praise. Like I forgot the word that I'm looking for, but that I just like crave so much support and praise. I can't remember the word. And it was just so hard it was so hard. I was crying, she was crying, and it was, like, one of the worst days of my life because I was, like, I can't pursue this, and then in my head, I was, like, I guess I'll just pursue IR, and then when I get there, I'll just take classes in fashion and not tell her and blah, 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 and it was just very hard, and I don't think my mom's a bad person. Like, she's definitely not. Like, it was definitely her projecting her fears onto me and everything, um, so I don't blame her at all, but it was, and I definitely do think that it was something that I needed at the time to be where I am am now. Because I think if I pursued fashion, I would definitely not be where I am now. And I am so, so fucking grateful for the IR department, for majoring in international relations, for being able to study international relations. Like, I... Loved it. I still love IR. Like, I, it is definitely one of my passions, but it's not something that I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't want to be a diplomat anymore. I don't want to be an ambassador. I just want to be me, basically. And I want to, like, have my podcast, be a life coach. I want to just be able to help people personally instead of helping people periodically and, like, behind the scenes, and so it was just really hard, but in college, I started realizing that, so then, fast forward, I went to college, majoring in IR, and in college, I started realizing that IR wasn't helping people directly, 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 I would be, I would be behind the scenes, pulling the strings, blocked by bureaucracy, and I've done a lot of internships with like Congress, Senate, I've done a nonprofit internship, and a lot of things, it's like you have a lot of red tape, you're very tied, and you're not really helping people directly. And that's what I wanted to do. That's what I've always wanted to do. Like, I want to be on the scenes, on the ground, physically helping people, like in any way I can, and not a white savior type because there's definitely a difference between helping people with a white savior type and helping people in how they need to be helped and how they want to be helped. And I think the difference between that is super important to learn, but I digress. Maybe that's a whole other episode. But since it wasn't aligned with me, this led me to have a breakdown. Because IR was not aligned with me. The major was not aligned with me. So every single end of semester, I would have a breakdown. And I would just start crying. I would start questioning every single thing. Like, is this worth it? Why am I doing this? I'm not even doing this for me. I'm doing it for someone. And I'd, like, I'm doing this for my mom. And I just remember, like, every single semester, I'd be like, I need to start taking fashion classes. I don't know why I'm not following my dreams. Like, I feel like I'm dying. Like, I don't know what this is. And then after final season, I was like, oh, I totally got this. Because I'd end up getting, like, really good grades. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I totally got this. Like, this is so easy, I'm gonna stay with IR, blah blah blah. And it was a cycle every single fucking semester, and it was just so annoying. But I still kept doing it, like I still went into IR, and it wasn't until I had the biggest breakdown of my life last year, it was no two years ago almost in 2019. Damn, that's crazy. I can't believe that was two years ago. But at the end of 2019, I had the biggest breakdown ever. And I think that's a whole other episode, but it was just hard to really realize that IR wasn't with me because of the hardest part of this was that I love IR. Like it fulfills me so much. I love learning about it. I love understanding it. It comes so easy to me. And I also recently learned that I did have a past life and type of, in a type of bureaucracy, kind of behind the scenes, like politics, IR type of thing. And I think that's why IR just comes so easy to me because I have had a past life, in IR. Like I've had a past life doing it and that's why it's just so easy to me. And it was just so the reason why I was also drawn to it is because I had a past life. It was comfortable, it was familiar. It was just easy for me. Like I would just climb to the top. Like I was just invited to so many things. It was so easy for me to get internships, scholarships, every single thing. And I was hard for me to go away with it because it was comfortable because it was familiar. And to be honest, I don't regret not going into, like, the fashion major because I don't think fashion would be something that would fulfill me either because, yes, I could help people being, like, a fashion, like, a stylist because that's what I would want to do in terms of, like, helping people feel beautiful and, like, figuring out what they like and everything. And I love clothes. I love fashion, but I don't think it'd fulfill me. And it would just satisfy the creativity part of me that I definitely craved and didn't have in the IR politics side. So, fast forward to 2019. Had my biggest breakdown moved back home for three months. Then I went to study abroad in Japan, and study abroad in Japan was super life-changing. I was isolated from anyone that spoke English. I didn't talk to a single person in person in English for three months. Everything was on FaceTime and in the little Japanese that I spoke, and it was a, and it was during COVID, so I couldn't even really talk to people anyways, and it was definitely, like, a spiritual journey, and it deepened my connection with myself and I started listening to myself, my body, my spirit, my higher self, I really got to know who I was at my core and start realizing that I wasn't aligned with who I am. I wasn't aligned with the reason why I came down on this earth to begin with. And I'm definitely an old soul. Like, I know that for sure. I don't think this is my last reincarnation. I still think I'm going to come back. But when I say that, like, I also am just, like, wincing at the same time. So, I think I'm, like, close. But I don't think I'm fully there. But I realized that I was doing things because of shoulds and haves to. I wasn't doing things because I wanted to. So, then I started listening to my inner child and I started healing my inner child and I started feeling what she wanted and what she wanted to express and, and what she wanted was femininity it was creativity fun play and less of a structure and more of just flow and freedom and exploration and joy and beauty and in college, I had an idea for a podcast because I just started getting into podcasts, I love podcasts, and I love public speaking, so I was just like, oh, this sounds like a great thing. And this idea just stayed an idea for so long, and then I finally created an anchor, and I didn't go anywhere for that. I Then I created an Instagram, and I still didn't do anything with that. And I put no work into it. Like, I had these things, but I didn't have anything. And at first, I was curly talk politics that was my first idea, and I still want to do that because I still love politics, and I are and I think putting a more feminine spiritual twist on it would be super cool and amazing so I definitely am going to do that when I have more time (laughs) but I finally ended up creating a trailer for the podcast which I switched to curly talk after the spiritual journey and everything and I finally created episodes when I came back to the U.S. and I just love it so much. It's such a fun creative outlet and the fact that so many people have told me how much they love my podcast, how much it's has helped them during tough times, is exactly why I made it in the first place. Like, I have a journal entry just saying, like, why I want to create this podcast and it was because I want people to, like, listen to me and to listen to this podcast and leave just, like, better. Like, I want people to feel helped. I want people to feel seen and heard and feel like, they can also help themselves. Like, they don't have to wait for someone to help them. They can go out and either ask for the help that they need or they can give it to themselves and be able to truly cherish what they have and teach people the things that I learned through isolation by myself that I want to help others not have to go through the same things that I went through. So that way, we can all grow and, like, be better together and like raise the consciousness and raise the vibration of the planet because it is so important and I still cringe when I say that because I'm just like raise the vibration of the planet like what the fuck Valerie but I also know it's true but there's a part of me that's just like what the fuck but so if you're one of those people I know but it's so important so um and just having people tell me how much they love it how much it's helped them just is really so beautiful and so nice. And as I've been saying that, it's 2-2-2 p.m. right now, so I'm just like, ugh, like, I just love it. And I just love it so much, and I'm so grateful for every single person who listens to this episode and who has been helped and moved and felt seen and heard from it because that's exactly why I created it. Like, even if it's one person, I feel satisfied. I feel so proud of myself and I'm just very grateful to have like a platform, even a small platform, to share my voice and to help people the way that I've wanted to since I was a little kid. Like, I'm literally living my dream right now, which is crazy and makes me want to cry right now, but like, it's just crazy. And then that has expanded to me becoming a life coach and I want to end up becoming a life coach, health coach, and spiritual coach and help people heal mind-body spiritually and holistically, mostly focusing on following dreams and taking action and helping heal and move past trauma wounds and past relationships because I would love to help people who just got out of a toxic relationship or who just got out of relationship and wants to focus on self-love, self-healing, and just self-actualization like actualization because... That was such a big journey for me in my entire life and I would love to help other people like that. And realizing that this is what I wanted, it wasn't a one-day thing. Like, it's a life journey of realigning back to my true self and not someone I felt like I had to be or someone I felt like I needed to be. I get to be me and express me. And to be honest, like, my life hasn't been glitter and rainbow since this happened. If anything, it's been a lot of hard work and a lot of more spiritual growth and spiritual lessons. And even, like, my mom, she, I don't think she truly understands. And I think she feels kind of guilty since I say that I felt like I had to give up on my goals and my dreams because of situations that have happened. But obviously, it's my choice. So it was me who did it, not her. but I don't need other people to understand the journey I'm on. I don't need other people to praise it or glorify it or say you're doing such a great job. I just need me to know that I'm doing a good job. I just need me to feel aligned and soul created because I know that people are going to understand when they understand and they're going to understand like when I'm succeeding and I'm already succeeding like I'm succeeding every single day that I sit down and do a podcast episode when I post on my Instagram and it's definitely baby steps and I'm really working up towards it and I know my dreams are going to come true. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know every single one of my dreams are going to come true and I know that my podcast will help even more people and my Instagram will engage and help others as well and soon I will too with like my life coaching business because my success is inevitable and especially since I'm following what I truly desire. And finding the confidence to live in alignment with my true self and with my dreams was a journey. It was years of hard work of going back and forth. And even telling my mom that I started a podcast was so scary. But it has been the best journey I've been on. And it's not over. Like, this is just the beginning. And I know that it's going to get more difficult in the beginning because the beginning is always difficult, but I also know that positive change is coming and I'm leaving behind this old me, this old life that I thought I wanted to become a better, more aligned version of myself. And I know that life is going to be better than I could have ever imagined. And having faith and trust in the universe and in yourself is so important. So I highly recommend it and I hope this podcast episode inspired you to be your best self and to realign with yourself. It's a journey. It's not a day. It's not a night. And even after you made the realization, it's still a journey every day to stay within it because your life isn't going to fall around it. Your life is going to fall apart because it has to fall apart in order to build a new foundation of the life of your dreams. So have faith in yourself. The affirmation of the week is my success is inevitable. I am watching all of my wildest dreams come true every single day. Thank you guys so much for listening. I truly appreciate all your love and support. It means the world to me to listen to the podcast, to subscribe to the podcast, to have notifications turned on, all of that jazz. And be sure to continue to support me if you love this episode by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. So if this podcast has brought has brought you any joy, it would really mean the world to me to leave a review and. Also, follow me on Instagram at Valerie Joanne, two R's and Valerie, two N's and Joanne. I have been slacking on Instagram, but I am gonna get better. Just trust me. <laughs> and as always, remember you are worthy and loved, and you can do anything that you can possibly dream of, and maybe even crazier. You got this. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>